What's going on guys and welcome to Wrestling Amor's second podcast, Ring Rope Roundup. And what we're looking at today is we're looking at the forthcoming Smackdown Live pay-per-view. Now, obviously, this is the first pay-per-view since John Cena's title change at the Royal Rumble. And what we're going to do is we're going to give our predictions for the forthcoming pay-per-view. We're going to give our reasons and then we'll wait and see. We'll post a reaction bit, uh, a reaction podcast, sorry, I should say. And then, yeah, we'll see what happens. There's, it's very, very interesting going into this pay-per-view. More interesting, I think, than many people realise. And I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited about the potential and what could happen. So, I'm going to go through the card. The pay-per-view... The, sorry, the pay-per-view match. The, um, the kick-off match, the one on the pre-show, is going to be Mojo Rilly versus Kurt Hawkins. Now... I'm perfectly honest, I don't care about either of these wrestlers. Um, I didn't really care about Major Rawley when he was with Zack Ryder in the Hype Bros. But it's on the card. I'm not going to watch it because I'm not invested in either wrestler. I think Kurt Hawkins has been treated atrociously, if I'm perfectly honest, since his, uh, since his call to the main roster. But there we go. I'm going to go for Mojo. Um, he's not really doing anything since Zack Ryder's injury. Um, and with there being no storyline or anything going into this match, I think... There's only really one victor, isn't there? And that's uh, that's going to be Mojo Rawley. Second match. Now, obviously, I don't know if this is the order of the matches. Um, I don't think the order's been finalised. If it has, I haven't seen it. But the next match I've got down is Luke Harper versus Randy Orton. Now, I have absolutely loved the build-up and the break-up between Luke Harper and the rest of the Wyatts. I think it's been absolutely amazing. Really, really good storytelling. I think Luke Harper's going to do really well as a face. I think he's got a really good push in him to be, you know, an upper mid-carder, challenging for things like the Intercontinental title or the United States title if he gets drafted to Raw. So, but, Randy Orton is the Royal Rumble winner. You know, he's going to be main eventing WrestleMania. Are they going to have him lose to uh, Luke Harper? I sincerely doubt it. Um, I think they've invested a lot in Randy Orton with this victory, so I'd I find it very difficult to believe that Luke Harper is going to get anything out of this match. Whether it's a dirty finish, probably. I imagine Bray Wyatt will probably find some way of intervening, um, but I don't think Luke Harper stands a chance in this match, which is a shame to think he's underutilised. I think he's hopefully going to receive more of a push. We'll see, but I'm getting Orton. The next match... <laughs> it's bizarre, but Dolph Ziggler versus Kalisto and Apollo Crews in a two-on-one handicap match. Um, Wow. Dolph Ziggler has gone from feuding with AJ Styles and The Miz in possibly one of the best interchanges of 2016. He's gone from that to... A completely uninspired program with two mid-carders that also are uninspired. And I just I find it so baffling that a person could fall down fall down the card as much as Dolph Ziggler has. I mean I know they're trying to revitalise his character with this heel turn, but wow. Honestly, it's it's quite alarming really when you consider it. But you know, it's just a variation of everything we've seen on SmackDown, but Again, I don't care, but... <sighs> My head says there's two of Apollo Crews and Kalisto. You know, the numbers game has surely got to come through. But 
are they going to bury Ziggler? Really? At this pay-per-view, I can't really see it. So, I'm going Ziggler for the win. Um, I imagine it will probably be dirty, as per heel. But, I can't really see Apollo Crews or Kalisto coming through in this match. Um, I don't really think either of them offer anything to the company. I don't think either of them really offer anything to the pay-per-view or indeed the match. Um, I know they're chummy and it's nice, but Apollo Crews has been underutilised. It's similar to Luke Harper, but in an even worse way. He had a brief Intercontinental Championship shot and then was quickly fired back down the order. Uh, down the card, sorry, and Kalisto has been uninspired since well before he had the United States title, so again, not really bothered, but there we go. Now, the next two matches, I'm really interested to see what happens. Um, for the two women's matches, and I'm going to start with Becky Lynch versus Mickey James. Now, Becky Lynch is obviously the face game into this, and it's this match that I'm looking forward to slightly more than Alexa Bliss and Naomi, and I'll tell you why. Both Becky Lynch and Mickey James are extremely good technical wrestlers. Mickey James um, showed that she could still hang when she battled Asuka um, at TakeOver, and, you know, this is her first real match, her first singles match, and I can't see the WWE handing Mickey a loss this early on in her career, to be perfectly honest. So, I'm going to go Mickey James in this one. Much I'd love to Becky to win because I think Becky's really good. I can't see past Mickey for this one. And it kind of builds on the storyline that they're starting on in um, on SmackDown Live between those two and Alexa Bliss and Naomi. Alexa Bliss and Naomi, it's got to be Bliss, hasn't it really? Um, I think she's doing wonders with the title. A little heel persona is doing really well. Naomi, it's the first time really she's been in the title pitch. I can't really see her taking the title off Bliss first time round. But, you know, she's shown that she can hang with the best. So hopefully, because I do rate Naomi, I hope perhaps later on in you know in the year, she will be given a chance to run with the SmackDown's, champ the SmackDown's Women's Championship. So we'll see. But for now, I think it's going to be Bliss. I think Bliss is going to hold it for at least up until Mania. Um if not further. It'll be interesting to see who Bliss battles at uh, WrestleMania, whether it's um, Lynch, Becky Lynch again, I don't really want to see that, whether it's a triple threat between Naomi, Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss, that'll be good, whether it's a Mickey James, you know, face turn, those two battle, there's a lot of possibilities. Um, one women's match I am thoroughly not bothered about, however, is Natalia and Nikki Bella. Um, this feud has been arduous. There's been just, oh, it's been hard work to watch, to say the least. It's turned into what can only be described as a Jeremy Kyle-style, you know, brawl, where they are, they've just gone past wrestling and are now just throwing horrible insults at each other that have now gone past stoking a rivalry and are just into harsh. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I mean, stuff about Nikki Bella not having kids, is that really appropriate? <laughs> really, Natalia? You know, she had that thing about the merch stand where she then slated her uncle. Again, really? Is that is that really what you want to tell you? I just don't buy into her at all. I think she's a great wrestler, but 
she just doesn't have a personality for me and to be perfectly honest Nikki Bella doesn't really either for me so the clash of two no personalities doesn't really give me a wrestling match that I want to watch the rivalry hasn't inspired anything it's been going on for like four weeks now I'm just not bothered but I'm getting Nikki Bella because obviously there's rumours at the moment that her WWE career is ending possibly at Mania so again that could potentially be the person that Alexa Bliss is going to battle but I just hope they end this match I just hope they end this match and they end this feud and we can all move on and be happier for it then we have second to last match again don't know if this is going to be second to last match on the card um, it could quite easily be further down the card and Bliss and Naomi be the second spot but I've got it here so I've got well, let's see if I can remember them all it's a tag team turmoil match and it is for the Tag Team Championship. It's American Alpha, the current champions, Heath Slater and Rhino, Brizango, the Usos, the Ascension, and the Vord Villains. I don't think I've missed anyone off that list. If I have, I'm sorry. Um, it's an interesting one. I think American Alpha are probably going to retain. The Tag Team Division on SmackDown is fairly terrible since the Wyatts left. Um, I was a bit worried when they took the tiles off the Wyatts pretty much straight away. Um, I know that it opened the doors for the Wyatt family collapse and obviously for Randy Orton to win um, the Royal Rumble and the potential there, which I'll go into later, but the the Wyatts could have been the dominant tag team on, on SmackDown. They could have held that title for a good couple of months, you know, even a year, and it would have been it would have been brilliant. They could have looked really dominant. They could have looked really strong. It's not the case. I'm really glad American Alpha have got it. Um, but I just don't see anyone challenging them legitimately, really. If you look at the, if you look down the list, I mean, the Usos, potentially. But, you know, they looked really good at Survivor Series and have just not been used at all since. And it's just bizarre. You know, Breezango have had more airtime than the Usos. Which just doesn't make sense, if I'm being perfectly honest. But, you know... You can only been, you can only watch what you're given. So, I mean, I can't see being the board villains. Um, I don't think they've won a match on the main roster. I mean, I, I could be wrong. If I am wrong, you know, tell me in the comments. But I can't see being the board villains. I can't see the WWE getting behind them. The Ascension got a pinfall in midweek. Who saw that coming? Definitely not me. But you know, I'd love to see be them, just because you know it's something different. You know. It's such a long time since we've had since we've had, you know, one of these cartoony style, you know, heel factions as the you know, as the tag champions. And I, I don't think they'll do it because again, there's no faith in the WWE for the Ascension, so I don't see it being them. Breezango I feel so sorry for Tyler Breeze. He has such potential in NXT. Um, but again, I can't see it being him either. Um, they're just, they're, you know, it's WWE's attempt at comedy, and yeah, a bit of it's funny, but you know, it's funny at the same time as you know being kicked in the balls. To be perfectly honest, but never mind. Uh, Heath Slater and Rhino, that story's done. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if they lose, Rhino turns on Heath at the end of this pay per view, which just leaves American Alpha to retain. Um, I don't really see any other. Um, any other way they can do it. I know that the Hype Bros were supposed to have a um, a program with American Alpha, and obviously that got scuppered once. That rider got a, you know a really, a really quite nasty injury. So you know, hope he's all right and hope he gets back sooner rather than later. But you look at the state of the tag division. There's no one really apart from American Alpha. Heaven forfend American happens <laughs> to American Alpha um, because the tag division would just fall apart without them. 
And finally, we get to the main event, the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. John Cena, the champion, AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, The Miz, Baron Corbin, and Bray Wyatt. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? You look at it and I think there are four people in that chamber who could quite legitimately leave it as the WWE Champion. I don't think it would be Dean Ambrose, simply because of the Intercontinental Champion. And I can't see him being a double champion, really. I don't see where the programme would go, really. If Dean Ambrose was double champion, there's no storyline to go with that, so it won't be him. Um, is Corbin ready to prop up the entire SmackDown life? I don't think so. I mean, he's come on leaps and bounds since the brand split. I mean, when he was first drafted to SmackDown Live, I thoroughly didn't care. Um, I thought he was an alright worker, but no personality at all. His thing with Kalisto didn't really inspire anything either. But of late, he's doing alright. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm invested in his program, I'm invested in the character, so whether... Whether this materialises into a title win later on, it probably will, but not here. It's too early for Corbin, I think. Um, they might give him a run with the Intercontinental Championship and see how he fares that way. I can't see him being the uh, WWE Champion, especially not this early. So not him. Oh, I'd love to see The Miz hold it. I would really, really love The Miz to hold it. Um, just because when he held it before... He'd got nowhere near the amount of support he's got now. His persona at the moment is just outstanding. And with Maurice as his manager, he's just got all the momentum in the world. I don't think it will be him, though. I don't think it will be. There's something special for The Miz, I think, going into WrestleMania. I hope he's on the card, because if he's not, it's a weaker card if he's not on it. Um, especially for SmackDown Live, I don't think they've got enough stars not to put him on the card. But I don't see it for the WWE Championship. Maybe he will be in some manner of triple threat or some manner of fatal four-way for the championship at Mania. I don't see him being the champion in that match. Um, so that leaves John Cena to retain, going into WrestleMania, AJ Styles to win it back, or Bray Wyatt. Oh, God. I really want it to be Bray Wyatt. I really, really want it to be Bray Wyatt. As you probably guessed... Obviously, I love Bray Wyatt. He's my favourite wrestler. But, and I think it's disgusting that he doesn't, he hasn't had a single title, to be perfectly honest. When you consider that, you know, as I've said in previous podcasts, Ezekiel Jackson's had a title, Jack Swagger. Um, for goodness sakes, Hornswoggle has a title, for the love of God. But, I would, this is his best chance. If you look at Randy Orton's win at the Royal Rumble, that has set up two potential storylines. The first is John Cena versus Randy Orton, again, for the millionth time, despite them billing it as the first time ever. I thought that was a bit brave uh, when they said it was the first time ever on SmackDown Live. Very short memories of the WWE. Um, which will be booed out of the state. Um just because we've seen it so many times and despite Randy Orton being a good worker John Cena being a phenomenal worker despite the ridiculous abuse he gets I just don't want to see it I'm, I don't care about it I didn't care about it on Smackdown Live really I mean the Wyatt's intervention kind of made it a little bit different 
but I didn't care, so I'm not going to care about it at Mania, and it's certainly not going to top Goldberg Lesnar, is it? Let's be perfectly honest. Um, especially if Goldberg's going to be champion, which is which is potentially what's going to happen. Um, I can't really see Randy Orton, John Cena topping that, can you? Um, or you could have Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton battle out, which is what he's been heavily, heavily rumoured at Mania. A massive implosion of the Wyatt family, and considering when the Wyatts broke up, you can't see, but I'm doing inverted commas, they dropped the ball massively, the WWE. There wasn't... There could have been the potential for such amazing matches, and there was just nothing. There was an odd match, but nothing else. Nothing else at all, and it's just... I don't understand how you can do that with a faction that was as big as the Wyatts were. When they came up, they were the biggest thing. They were like the Shield. So, surely, you know, now you've got this opportunity. You would take the opportunity to have this huge implosion. You've already started it with Luke Harper turning face. You know, and applying the discus clothesline to Bray Wyatt on Tuesday in SmackDown. So keep that momentum going now. Have Bray Wyatt win the WWE Championship. Have him fight Orton at Mania for the WWE Championship. More people will be invested in that storyline. Plus, the pop Wyatt will get at Elimination Chamber when he becomes the champion will be phenomenal. No pun intended, AJ Styles. Okay, especially if he pins John Cena. It will be unbelievable. Plus, that gives Cena the chance to win the title again and win it for the 17th time to beat Ric Flair's record. Because I think that storyline can be drawn out. With the storyline with the Wyatts, I think if they tie it up at Mania, it's for the title. I'd love to see Bray Wyatt walk out of Mania as the champion. Not just because I love Bray Wyatt, but I think that he deserves a long title run. I don't think he'll get it because, you know, John Cena wins lol. And, you know, AJ Styles is too good a wrestler to be bumped down the card for long. It's a complete waste of talent. Um, But for me, the logical prediction is Bray Wyatt. He's the odds-on favourite to win it. And when Randy Orton was the odds-on favourite to win the Royal Rumble, he won the Royal Rumble. So, I don't know. The WWE have a way of kind of throwing us curveballs for the sake of curveballs, but for me, Bray Wyatt wins. And when Bray Wyatt wins, and I think he will pin John Cena, um, in fact, I think it will be... Dean Ambrose eliminating The Miz to start off with because they've been having a little bit of a programme, haven't they? So Dean Ambrose will eliminate The Miz. Baron Corbin will eliminate Dean Ambrose. AJ Styles will eliminate um, Baron Corbin. John Cena will eliminate AJ Styles and Bray Wyatt will eliminate John Cena. I think that will be the only elimination that Bray Wyatt will do. I don't think Wyatt will eliminate anyone else. I don't think Randy Orton will get involved inside the chamber because I think that will be too strange, you know, it's a chamber, you're not going to get in, but I think he could distract from outside, potentially, but I don't know. Anyway, those are my predictions, 
for Elimination Chamber 2017. I'm looking forward to it with bated breath. I'll be watching it on Sunday and we'll do a podcast, obviously, with a review of how the pay-per-view went and to the Royal Rumble one. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Talk to me on Twitter, at Gameplay underscore Goody. Um, look for us on SoundCloud. We're having a couple of issues with uploading to iTunes at the moment, but we are getting on that, so don't worry. We're uploading it to multiple platforms as well. Um, check out my features on SportsKey, the WWE. And again, thank you for listening, and I'll see you soon.